0: Wake up cuz we got to do a show. Yeah. We got to talk White Sox baseball. Good guys, we're black. Is that is
1: that <laughs> did you make that did you make that jingle up right there?
0: You're listening to Sax in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one and join us right now for Sax in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found, and always, at SocksInTheBasement.com.
1: So you went to the game Saturday, by the way. I did. How'd that go? There were
0: highlights of the game on Saturday. None of them had to do with good baseball. No, of course not. (laughs) It was bad. When I wore my Wookiee outfit that my sister bought me at a Target, they're like Chewbacca pajamas. Chewbacca onesie. Right. I was walking around my Chewbacca onesie, and then also... It was, it was fun because people were coming up and saying hi because I posted I was in the Chewbacca onesie. And I found a few other people in Chewbacca onesies, but I was the only one that was wearing, you know, the socks in the basement hat. Oh and so boy. we were out in the field. We were having a good time. You know, it was like my dad, my mom. I had uh, all my kids there, my sister with her kids, my wife, my brother-in-law. I mean, the, the whole group's there, okay? And the game starts off just fine. It seems like we're gonna watch a ball game. I have no got off to a
1: one run lead. Actually, yeah, I
0: have no ill conceived notions about what's gonna happen in this game. I mean, the Boston Red Sox are a professional baseball team,
1: run by professional
0: baseball executives, right? And 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 the White Sox are not, not there. No, I mean they're no, not they're there. Not. I mean they're you could, you can sit there and say they'll never be there. You can sit there and say they're def- they're definitely not there. You can't sit there and say that they are there. Okay, the way that they're playing. The one thing I want to say, though, about that game is I'm sitting in the outfield and I'm watching that inning where everything blows up. I blame Liuri Garcia a lot for it. I think it's like one of those things that I've talked about several times on this show. He's not a very good outfielder. In fact, my dad and I were sitting there next to each other and he goes, you know, he's a better infielder than he's an outfielder. He's just the best option you have in center field right now. You, you don't have... No, you don't.
1: You don't have anybody in center. Right,
0: so he's your best option, plus he's doing something with the bat, and he's contributing at the top of the order, and and so you kind of put up with it, but you're out of that inning with no damage if Leary Garcia takes a better line to a, to a single hit in front of him in center field. In fact, I'm sitting right near where he's at. I'm in 162. I'm in, you know, row 13 with my father. We both watched the play unfold. He got a bad jump. He took a bad line. Instead of running directly to the ball, somehow the ball ended up bouncing to his right. Okay. Which means he ran left of where the ball was going to land. Right. He misreads a ball and it one hops right in front of him. If he reads the ball well and he gets a good jump, a good center fielder makes the play and they're out of the inning. The White Sox tend to give the other team four or five outs an inning most of the time. And, That doesn't help when you have a substandard pitching staff. Now That makes it even worse, and that's where you get innings where you give up nine runs and the game is over by the third inning. Real quick, a
1: tangent, because I I didn't watch all of the game Saturday, but I did watch all of the game on Sunday, and there's a similar story there. So my first question is, okay, has Tim Anderson ever played Little League? Because (laughs) if he has played Little League, he would know – not to throw to first base on that play that basically on the Sunday game where everything fell apart. Everything fell Tim apart. Anderson, Tim Anderson Tim single-handedly cost you that game. And we've talked about this. Yeah, fine. You put up with him with the bat. He's hitting four hundred. You know what? I don't want to see you flipping bats around and talking all this smack if you can't make a little league play, but
0: I've already said this, I've already said that he is a average to below average defensive shortstop. For every great play that he Find makes, and a- he'll make a great play every once in a while, and everybody goes woo because you see the potential there. But there's a lot of handed, dumb plays that he makes, and it was funny in the post game show. Okay, because in the post game show, Bill Melton's sitting there on the post game. It <laughs> was suggested that he had a chance, and Mel's response was, "No, he didn't." <laughs> Who
1: suggested he had a chance? Listen, I remember playing, you know, Ford City Baseball League and and somebody made a, a play similar to that and, and was given a thorough talking to about how that's not what you do in that situation. Oh yeah, you get you get told that all the time. Yeah. It's interesting that you had two games that you know the the, the, the train completely came off the tracks in a similar fashion it's both not, Saturday it's and it's not Sunday. just
0: pitching. It's, no, it's not it's bad defense. There's a lot. See, here's the thing. The pitching is really bad. The moment that you, you realize that now with Rodon probably having to get Tommy, Tommy John, John surgery, surgery, which in the end could essentially for as much as I want to have Ashley Rodon on. And of course, her and Carlos are welcome to come on the show. And we've been kind of talking back and forth about it. I'm not going to pull punches when I talk about it. He's probably not going to be on this team in the long term now. His control is going to run out. He's never been able to pitch a complete season without having an injury where he either starts the season hurt or ends the season hurt. This was the first spring training where he shows up at 100%. And now it's Tommy John. And now he's out for this year. And he's out for most of next year. And he's got Scott Boros as his agent. And... I just don't see how the Sox work it out with no, them. And I think that they no. have to sit there and now say, all right, well, there's one spot in our rotation that is not going to be filled. And we're not even going to get really anything for it when it all doesn't work out.
1: Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the
0: basement. Not everything is going to be negative on this show, I promise. We have Garage Joe. He's been on the show before. Huge White Sox fan, big memorabilia guy has helped out the Hall of Fame, restoring White Sox memorabilia in the past, been on the show before. He's going to be talking about a cool little trip you might want to take with the kids this summer, and it's baseball-related. Also want to let you know that the event that we are going to have this week, Thursday night, the 9th of May, is being pushed back one week because of thunderstorms. We're going to be at the Red Palm still. It's going to be a live recording of a show, but now it's going to happen on the 16th of May, Because they're also going to be racing turtles and it's going to be an outside thing like on their patio. And I don't want to bring a bunch of podcasting equipment outside in the rain and the turtles won't race in the rain. So because of this, it'll be pushed back one week. So the Red Palm next week, May 16th starting at 7 p.m., a live recording of Socks in the Basement. 3020 West 95th Street in Evergreen Park. We will see you at the Red Palm next Thursday, the 16th. And remember, you can always get involved with Socks in the Basement 24-7-365. There is a phone line you can call, 708-459-8406, and talk about anything you want to with the White Sox, including what you heard on one of the previous episodes, 708-459-8406. Call it just like this guy. Hello, my name is Jorge Amad. I'm a giant White Sox fan from Lake in the Hills. And I was just listening to your podcast and you brought up the quote that Rick Hahn said that our uh, record is not where it should be and that uh, the veteran players they acquired are not batting or performing like they should. And I agree with you. If he firmly believes that, he should be fired. But at the same time, I thought about it. McCann and Alonso are not playing bad. I think you've got to put it more on the players like Yolmer and Palka, and Palka is not here. Uh, the pitching has not been where we expected it to be. Eloy's done all right, but now he's injured on that stupid play. And like one of you guys said, he should have known
1: that ball was gone. Uh, yeah, Rick Conn really believes that uh, a record is not where it should be at. He should be fired. Thanks. Go back. Look. Here's the thing. Rick Hahn, your, your plan was for your starting pitchers. Okay. Here's your plan. Here was, here was what it was going to be you, your plan was going to be Rodon, Giolito, Lopez, Kopech, Cease. Okay. In 2020. And that starting five is going to win you the World Series. And well, you're I don't starting think that to see, a realistic person to see, felt that no, way. No, no, no. You're starting to say, well, no. I, I mean, people with a brain are going to tell you, look, that's not that's But not that's how what was works. being
0: sold. But that's what was being sold. Right. You're realizing that, you know, that ain't going to happen. Let's get back to this thing that I started off with with the game. The other thing that I observed from the game then is I'm sitting there with Dad after that inning goes bad. And while the inning's going bad, Ricky Ranteria goes out to go get Ben He had an opportunity to pull him earlier in the inning, and he doesn't. Now he's giving up nine runs. The booze that rained down, make no mistake about it, were for Ricky Renteria. During that game, in fact, every time he poked his head out from that point on, there were smatterings of booze. Really? Okay. The crowd turned on Renteria in that game very quickly and were very angry and vocal about it. That's what was interesting because you
1: don't see that on TV. And,
0: and what happened was it was so telling that Renteria comes out and he's booed all the way to the mound. Okay. When Ben Willets leaves the mound, there's barely any booze. But when Renteria now leaves the mound, the booze rain down again. Really, that's so it was interesting. That is interesting. Meant for Ricky Renteria when okay. he was out there. You got to look at why
1: this coaching staff was put in a place to begin with. Why is Renteria here? Renteria here is here because the idea is he's supposed to be teaching this young group of kids the right way to play baseball up here. And when you see, you know, Leory Garcia taken awful routes to fly balls when you see um Jimenez injuring himself you know jumping into a wall on a home run that's eight rows back I don't know if I blame him for that I just think that's a young
0: kid who got too excited okay
1: but but or when you see you know Tim Anderson you know constantly making these brain farts defensively that are costing you runs and ultimately games
0: at some point, you're the manager. You've got to put a stop to that. But on the other hand, you could blame the front office. It's not like they gave him any kind of talent depth on the team that allows him to sit a guy down and still have a reasonable chance of winning a ball game. I mean, my dad and I were sitting there watching the game, and this is the best conversation during the game. He sits there and he goes, he goes, uh, how many Major League Baseball players do you think are on the field right now? Socks are playing defense. Sox are playing defense. <laughs> are playing defense. A- they had nine guys out there. Your dad has this conversation and all the he time. Goes, he goes, Look at this team that's out here right now, this White Sox team. Look at these bums. How, and he just says it. He just really, really takes a sip out of his beer. And that was his last beer of the night too, because then he decided he wasn't giving any more money after we had this conversation. Nice. He wouldn't buy any more beer. Nice. He's like, "That's it, I'm done." In the fifth inning, he wouldn't let me go get him a beer. He's like, "I'm not spending any more money on this team." And so he was so aggravated, but he goes, he goes real calm to me. He just looks at me and he goes, "How many, uh, how many major league baseball players you think are out right on the field right now?" And I'm sitting there, I'm looking at it, and I go. Four, and he goes. Right, that's what I got. I got four too. I got four major. Who are, your, major league, who are I got four, four major league baseball players on the field. Who are right your now. four? I'm curious. Uh, you? And were you the same four?
1: Let we me ask same, you this: Your we were dad a, and you we were, the were the same, same four. four.
0: I said it, and he goes, "Yeah, that's what I have too." We were the same four.
1: Well, now, now can I just you want to guess? Can, can I just take a guess? Four major
0: league baseball players. It's Saturday night's game, but I don't think it really matters because I don't think anybody. Else on the team is a major league baseball player. Okay, yeah, so or are there just, were like a really low end major? Let's league baseball
1: just let's players. just let, let me see if I came up with the same four. The same so, four
0: major league baseball players on the field.
1: Uh, McCann started that game, did he not? Yes. So are we counting him.
0: Yes. Okay. James McCann was a major league baseball player. Abreu, obviously, major league baseball player. Mancada, major league baseball player.
1: Uh, um, uh, see. The, the, I can't say. I just. I can't say. Tim Anderson's Anderson. a major league baseball
0: player. He, <sighs> he is because of the bad. He's a major league because baseball of the bad. Player. Time, we've talked about this but, because but of, because just, of the bad. He's a major league baseball player. He's a, he plays poor defense, but we've seen guys who are bad at defense still hang out in major league baseball and. And stick around for several years right. and contribute to a team. He's a major so, league baseball. So
1: Anderson player. is a major. So yes. Anderson is Anderson is. We're say Anderson is a major league player of the month. He's, I mean, a, major he's a major league. league a, he's a major league hitter right. and a pee wee league defender.
0: Well, I wouldn't say pee wee league, but I'm saying he's he's basically an average baseball player. We talked about this. I think defensively, he will make a good play and he will make a boneheaded play that cost you runs. And like I said, he has to really contribute with the bat because otherwise, he. You he's, know, he's, he's costing you he's games that he's, he's making yeah, exactly. up for. right now. I think he's actually won you more games than he's cost you.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that.
0: I would I'll say go with say because the, the rest of the team is so bad, you know, if he makes an error and, and causes them to, to give up a run, well, they end up losing the game by six runs anyway. And so some of those games, you just go, well, it's a wash.
1: No, but it's it's games like Sunday. Like I'm back to this again. But it's games like Sunday. No, it's a, where that's a loss. It's his. They were into that. They were in that game yeah. until he single-handedly derailed no, that no, No, inning. no, you put
0: You put that one on him. You put that one on him. I'm totally fine with saying that he caught. He could have cost you if you want to try to figure out games that he won you with his heroics or his hitting or anything else like that, and games that he cost you. You, if you want to put that in the games he cost you column, that's fine. I still think he's given you more games that he's. he's I'll, won
1: I'll, I'll I'll agree with okay. that.
0: Okay, so we got our same four major. Those are the same four major league baseball players, right. and then we went around the rest of the the field, and he's like, you know, this. He's like this rondone. I mean, he's a little bit better than Yomer Sanchez, but neither one of them really, would they play for the Yankees? And I'm like, no. And then he's like, okay, well, uh, Ryan Cordell. I mean, he's doing better than what Polka was giving you, but he's already, he's already showing that he's, he's having a problem with the yeah, plate now he's since he got pro- up there. Yeah, he's having a and problem. And he's like, is, is there either one of those guys? He's like, yeah, do, they, do they play on the Boston Red Sox who we're watching? I'm like, no. He's like Leary Garcia. I'm like, he could be a utility guy on maybe like half the teams in Major League Baseball. Sure. And he was like, yeah, probably. But some would sit there and say, you know what, he makes really bad plays in on defense, and so eventually they would find a guy with maybe a better utility player than him, so he wouldn't really be on every team in right, Major League Baseball. Because he's not a defensive replacement. Right. Okay, at least not in the outfield. No. One. Okay, uh, he's like Nicky Delmonico. I mean, you got him standing out on left field. I mean, how many bad lines on balls does he take? There was actually a point this week – where a, a runner advanced from second to third on until Monaco caught ball. Like the guy was able to tag up and take third and he's in left field. That's I mean, like, just, just they just like every once in a while, he makes a good play and then every they, once in a while he makes a good play. Like you know, he, he, he has at times made good throws into the infield. He's also at times like on Saturday made a terrible throw in on I, a guy that he could have had a shot at at home plate. And he did a terrible job. He couldn't pick up the ball in the corner of the outfield that Saturday night too. It bounced around. He couldn't pick it up. I, have I mean, a he,
1: funny yeah. comment about Delmonico. But I mean, like, they, when, before when I we finish get when up. we get done with before this, I have I a funny it off. when we get done, we'll finish this off. But we get, I have a funny right. comment about Delmonico. And then, and then, but
0: keep going. And then let's just talk about some of the other guys on the team. I mean, right now, I mean, Yonder Alonso has had a few good seasons in the major leagues, but he's not a kind of guy who. Really deserves 10 years in Major League Baseball. I, I no, just think we've, we've talked about
1: not, Listen, we've talked about deliver. Alonzo is having his statistically worst right. season ever. I, I couldn't imagine why. Maybe okay. it's the fact that he never really well, wanted to play to begin John with. John Jay found a
0: way to never have to play. Yeah, and John Jay has six, to stay out there. Oh, Jay's on a 60 day DL <laughs> yeah. now, isn't he? Yeah. Hold on. We're going to get to that. Okay. Okay. And then, uh, you know, That's so awesome. Uh, Wellington Castillo, Ricky loves him. In fact, Ricky tried to defend him the other day with Nova. Nova pitches his best game that he's had in, like, forever, right? Right. He pitches, like, his best game he's had in, like, forever. Are we
1: talking Monday night?
0: On Monday night. Okay. Pitches, like, his best. And he gets McCann instead of Castillo, who he normally gets as catcher. And before, like, somebody asked, like... Do you think that that was, and Ricky right away like said something to the effect of, we want to see if it had an effect, but I really don't think it was really the battery. I think it was more, he did this and oh, he did that. Get and out I'm of like, my... stop defending your boy, Wellington. Stop it. Every, I mean, like we've seen pitchers have a better game. Look at, Giolito does better with with McCann behind the plate. It's it's something that we've seen. We saw Reynaldo Lopez have one of his better games with McCann behind the plate. You know what? And, and and he's hitting the ball, and and you can't get him out. He's hitting in the four spot. You can't keep this guy out of the lineup. And there's
1: something else, too, about Castillo. that, that Zach
0: Collins better come steal the job from James McCann because if in the offseason we're trading McCann for a relief pitcher, I'm going to be like, whoa, because you don't know what guy's like. He's only 28. You know, some baseball players, it clicks at 27 or 28 years old. Right. I'm not saying he's going to be an all-star. I'm not saying that this is James McCann now. He's the next JT Realmuto. He just blossomed late. Somebody's got to come take that job from him if I'm a White Sox fan. Right. Okay. He deserves it. He deserves that job. And I don't want to hear about Zach Collins as the presumed starter next year coming up from AAA. He's got to come up and take that job. That's how I see
1: that. Now, as far as one thing you brought up, McCann versus Castillo, um, dude, the amount of passed balls and wild pitches, stuff gets by Castillo constantly. And you see McCann diving
0: out there. He's just, he's just a better catcher. He's now, a better catcher now Re-
1: regarding regarding just real quick before we move on my okay. comment about i just a funny comment the 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 nicky delmonico folk hero status is still very much alive
0: out there i had a gig on friday he dealt night. with addiction he i came had back gi- from it there's a lot of people that identify with him they root for him on a personal level yeah i'm just trying to explain it is he a major league baseball player no he was not on no. my list but okay. yeah, that status is
1: still very much there. I mean, because like I was at a, I, I had a you gig on, run. I had a gig on Ran Friday around night the
0: beast with his arms out. It was oh, very Jesus. exciting. Yeah, I was you know what?
1: Yeah, and then you know what? Like I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to gig on Friday night at a bar, you know, and they have the Sox game on, like, before we played. And, like, yeah, no, runner's in scoring position. Delmonico comes up, you know, all of them Southside meatballs are like, hey, Nikki, that's my guy. He's going to get it done. <laughs> strikes out in three pitches. <laughs> like, yep, that's about – that's how that works. Hey, this is Acoustic Mike from Broadcast Basement, and you're listening to Sox in the Basement with Chris and his buddy Dave. I did the Broadcast Basement with Chris
0: for 10 years and nobody gave me a show. I'd leave if I had anything else to do with my life. Remember, the Broadcast Basement is available everywhere podcasts can be found and always at BroadcastBasement.com. Joining us on the phone line, he has been on this show before, Garage Joe. Not only uh, is a huge White Sox fan, but from time to time, Has done stuff where he's helped out the Hall of Fame, restoring memorabilia, including White Sox memorabilia, and and he's just a big baseball fan, and he does these, like, these great trips every once in a while, and he wanted to talk to me about something that you might want to do this uh, summer. If you want to go find something to do other than watch White Sox pitching, take a dive, and that's going in the field of dreams. How are you, Joe?
2: Well, Chris, it's great to be on your show. Always good to talk to you in person, and that's exactly what I want to talk to you and your uh, terrific listeners about today because it was 30 years ago last week that our iconic movie Field of Dreams was released and if you can believe this on the tail end of that the farm and field is still drawing folks today from around the world and it's still in operation so if any of your fans want to take a wonderful wonderful day trip Uh, A couple recommendations, if I may. Um, It's around four hours outside Chicago. That seems like a little long, but what I would recommend is just take a split the trip in half. Take a ride to Galena, Illinois, and some of your listeners may be very familiar with Galena, but here's some they may not know. Those of them that have watched the movie Field of Dreams, if you look closely, in the movie they go visit Moonlight Graham in a town that they call Chisholm, Minnesota, which in real life was Doc Moonlight Graham's real hometown chisholm minnesota but to keep the cost down of the filming of the movie they film the scenes of chisholm minnesota in galena illinois so as your listeners watch the movie the iconic scene where kevin costner is walking through town at night and, and runs into uh, burt lancaster who plays moonlight graham then they go back to his doctor's office and have a wonderful talk that whole street at night is downtown galena So I'll tell you what, uh, it'd be a wonderful, wonderful trip. Possibly stay at the Soto House. It's a hotel right in downtown Galena. Abraham Lincoln gave a wonderful speech there back in his time. So you could kind of have a a wonderful day in Galena, take in the town, take on a little trolley ride. And then the next morning, it's just a quick one-hour trip to Field of Dreams, which is located in Dyersville, Iowa. It's a very easy ride. I think there's two stoplights the whole way there. Um, It's a one-hour ride. And the beautiful thing about Field of Dreams is when you pull up, it's just like it was in the movie. The White House is still there. You can bring your bat, your ball, and the glove. Chris, there's no charge. You can go out there and have a catch.
0: Well, here's the most important question, Joe. What days does Shoeless Joe come out of the uh, cornfield so I can talk to him?
2: I'll tell you what—they actually
0: come out of the cornfield, right? I mean, that's that—that it's a true story, isn't it?
2: Well, t- it is. It's a, they sure make it feel true. But on the tour of the house, there is a ghost player dressed in full 1919 garb that does give the tour. It's a guy. And the court. And the corn still is uh, grown full, so if you want to go out there to left field and kind of stick your arm in there and pull it out, or even take a walk ten feet in, um, it's just a magical, magical place. Uh, the kids will have a ball; they'll run around, so they fall asleep in the car the whole way home. If you wanted to take a ride home, you know, after that, uh, you could easily make it back to Chicago. But to make a long story short, it could be a two-day adventure, which would be just wonderful. The entire family every time we've. Been been there and we've probably been there 20 times over the last 30 years you'll meet people from as far away from as other countries and as close to chicagoland or new york or california because it seems like everyone wants to go there and have a catch
0: well i'm going to tell you something joe you got a better chance i think of going out to the field of dreams this summer and actually seeing shoeless joe jackson come walking out of center field than uh, a 500 record, which it's it's not doesn't look like it's in the cards right now. Before I let you go, what do you think? I mean, it's been a bad week. What what do, you, what do you think as a fan who I know watches this team religiously, night in night out?
2: Well, I'll tell you what. My wife and I sat down as the season started and looked at each other and said, "All right, what do we what do we think?" We both looked at each other and said, "You know what? 500 would be a, a magical year." But our team is just too young, and it's all about pitching. Uh, it all starts there. So with what we're going through with all the Tommy John surgeries and our bullpen, etc., cetera, um, it's going to be a rough year. But there used to be an old poster that hung in McCuddy's. Those are your old fans that remember Old Sox Park, and it was a big poster that hung behind the bar in McCuddy's, and it said, Our Sox will rise again. I'll tell you what. I'm not making any plans to be in Chicagoland this October. <laughs> <But> <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: the understatement of the decade. I love that. that was a <laughs> Joe, I really appreciate it. I look forward to talking to again this
2: year. Anytime. All the best to you and your listeners, and thanks for all the joy and entertainment you bring us each and every week, Chris.
0: If you had to encapsulate this season, at this point, into one press release. It's the one that came out a few days ago where the White Sox, in the same press release, announced that Juan Manaya was back on the 40-man roster <laughs> after being <laughs> DFA'd and taken off the 40-man roster. He, he was DFA'd and nobody wanted nobody him. Nobody wanted him, and he ends up in our minor league system. The White Sox, when pressed with none of this is working and we need another arm, with and and since we took a guy who wasn't on the forty man roster, that means the White Sox looked at their entire organization and like decided minor,
1: minor league and all yeah. the
0: best guy to bring up was you weren't looking at who guys who were on the forty man, you were looking at anybody available in AAA A Charlotte and possibly a couple of arms in Double A if you wanted to see whether or not if you were thinking could they just make the jump straight to the majors and you didn't have anybody else you thought was better. Than Juan Manaya, who you were willing to jettison from the team just a few weeks ago when you DFA'd him. That is telling. But then the other half of this, and this is why it's a frameable encapsulation of where the White Sox are at this moment. John Jay, in that exact same press release, was moved to the 60 day injured list. Mm. So that's, that's, yeah. Now you, and you have a guy, and this is, I don't know which one to attack here first. So let's just say the let's just do the, the John Jay thing. Let's get the John Jay thing out of the way, maybe together because we know what this is. John Jay was clearly brought on this team to entice Manny Machado.
1: Told Manny okay? Machado not to come here. It's
0: so obvious that that's the case. Let me just say this. A couple years ago, John Jay's making six and a half million dollars, and he gets signed by the Arizona Diamondbacks for two million dollars. Okay? Okay. John Jay is then let go by the Arizona Diamondbacks who go out and pick up a guy who's readily available at Adam Jones who we thought would have made perfect sense in our outfield. The White Sox didn't think that. We thought that. The Arizona Diamondbacks valued Adam Jones more. We valued John Jay more. And we paid John Jay an extra million dollars this year than what the Diamondbacks paid him last year. He got a raise to come onto this team. That's how badly we wanted him here so his boy would come play here. Then his boy doesn't come. And it's like, oh, my back, my neck, my neck, and my back, my hip. I'm, I don't know. I got, I'm sore. I'm, I don't, he's like, he's you know hot. who he is? He's Beavis. Remember that he's, episode where Beavis no. is like, ah,
1: my liver, right. my liver, and he's right. grabbing his crotch. He's
0: out, there, he's out there shagging fly balls the other day, and next thing you know, he's on the 60-day DL. Come on. This guy's never going to play. And this is the kind of thing that ticks off Jerry Reinsdorf. You see, we talk about what aggravates Jerry Reinsdorf. Rich people don't like it when other people are getting rich for doing nothing. It irks rich people, okay? No, seriously. <laughs> no, it's true. It irks true. rich people. It's true. Rich people, all the guys on the board for the Sox, trust me, of all the problems on this team, the one thing that they're sitting there laughing about or talking about or whispering about when they all get together and they have like a, you know, a, a highball or whatever rich people drink, you know, they're sitting around, they're having a, they're having, they're having some fancy drink with scotch in it or whatever like that and an umbrella and they're all sitting around with like, you know, their, their boardroom table, and they're like, let's have our meeting for this month. Trust me, rich people hate when people get rich for doing nothing. It drives them absolutely nuts.
1: Even if said rich people themselves got rich by yeah, doing it nothing. Still bothers yeah, it still bothers them. It still, bothers, it still them. bothers them.
0: Like, who's this guy, and how's he making money, and he doesn't do anything? Trust me, the fact that we're giving $3 million to a guy who I'm telling you right now I don't believe is ever going to come and play for the White Sox. I don't expect to ever see John Jay come play for the White Sox. Unless John Jay is like told at some point, look, if we get you off the DL, but they can't even do that. Like, well, they might be able to get him off. Like wh- when's the trade deadline now? It's a hard trade deadline in July, right? Um, Yeah. He should come off of it before the trade deadline. So look, John, we know you don't want to be here. We really don't want you here. You don't want to be here because we never really intend to play anyway. So we're going to put you on a 60-day DL. When you come off, make sure that you're able to play for two weeks because if you can play well, maybe we can deal you for, like, a bag of beans. Like, that's the only (laughs) way that John Jay comes up and plays on this team, okay? Because if if he came up, like, in July, let's say, watch this be completely true. If he comes up in July and they don't train him, watch him go right back on the DL again. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's – yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, like, this is, like – this is one of the biggest jokes in, in White Sox baseball history is the John Jace. And the,
1: there are and there is a long <laughs> list of jokes in White is a, Sox history. It's a
0: White Sox joke for years to so come. So now let's go, let's the go to the other problem. Let's go to the other problem. The other yeah. problem is Manaya. Yes. This enraged me when I saw it. It really pissed me off. There's absolutely no way that Ron Manaya should be back on a major league baseball team. We've talked about a great length the uselessness that he has as a relief pitcher. And what's funny is for all the bad things I've said about Juan Manaya, I actually tweeted something out like, this is all you could bring up is Juan Manaya. And some guy, you know, has got like maybe 100 followers or something like that. And he follows like five times as many, which means nobody listens to anything. Right, he says, right. got very angry with me or wrote me a bunch of stuff. And I just ended up ignoring him. But it, he, was, he was like, oh, you wouldn't say that to a player's face. If Juan Mania and I were like in a bar, I'd probably look at him and be like, what are you going to do after baseball? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I mean, you clearly, you better have, you must have a plan, right? You're That's not going to keep doing this, right? Like, I don't think I'd walk up and be like, hey, why you suck. But I didn't even say that in the tweet. But I think I would say, like, you were it. You're the only guy we could have had up there. You know, and it's, it's, it's. <sighs> It's damning because here you had Rick Hahn. and I want to correct myself. I want to correct myself with the uh, the John Jay thing. Oh, okay. John Jay making four million this year. Whoa! We're even, even giving away more money. He made three million with wow. the Diamondbacks, so we're giving him four million dollars for nothing. And this is
1: okay. Getting back to the the Mania thing for a second, it's damning because we sat here at this bar last week talking about Rick Han sitting around the dugout with the press guys talking about, yeah, you know, I wonder if some of these guys that we have. In the minors, if we want to have them take less traditional uh, paths to the majors, here you have it, Rick. Han, you have an opportunity to bring up anybody from your pitching, you know, from your your farm system. Any pitcher, at least try him up here. Give him a cup of coffee. And here's Juan Mania. Well, but here's the
0: problem: I'm now going to make you sick to your stomach. Oh God! Because you're making the assumption that there's somebody down in Triple A that deserves a shot at the major leagues. Oh, boy. And all you have to do is go on the Charlotte Knights webpage and bring up the individual stats. And then I did what I love to do. I just click on whip. Okay? I just kind of go, okay, let's just click on whip and see what we got. So who's down there? Well, of the guys that are down there that had a worse whip than Mania, who still <laughs> is putting a runner at two-thirds out in triple A. Oh, Mania is still? Oh, God. But I went down the triple A and still a runner in two thirds every inning he puts on base. You know, Bill Melton was the best after he gave up the Grand Slam in that game the other day. He basically described the pitches he threw as, I don't know what that was. (laughs) Something (laughs) off speed. Something off speed. I don't know what that was. So anyway, after Mania, the guys that have worse whips are guys that you might have thought you would have seen Jordan Stevens. Oh, Remember no. him? Oh, yeah. Jordan Stevens has a 1.91 whip as a starter. And, oh, and I'm man. bringing him up because we've had guys come up who were starting pitchers in the minors and then start in the bullpen and then work their way to be starters. I mean, heck, that's what Chris Sale did. Yeah. Okay. So that happens sometimes. Okay. Jordan Stevens, a 1.91 whip and a 9.48 earned run average. So you, you're not bringing him up. Okay. You're not bringing up Don Roach. He's got a 2.05 whip and a 10.25 earned run average down there in the minor leagues. Ian Hamilton's got a 13.50 earned run average. Ian Hamilton a, was going to be—he uh,
1: was—they were talking I him being up
0: here. This the, turns wow. out he's only good for standing next to Burr for that joke. For that, jo- a yeah, a 2. right, 2.25 exactly. whip. Spencer Adams. Oh, another prospect. 2. That- 2.39 whip. Jordan Guerrero. Another prospect. 2.41 whip killing me, Chris. You're killing me. Dave, the problem is, not only are guys not panning out in the majors, guys aren't panning out jumping from double A to AAA. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the
1: looks, it's gonna be a good one. And we'll see you next week.
0: And the new day. Another
1: show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up,
0: and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. The Basement, Broadcast Basement, The is Basement, The
1: Broad Basement. Launcha. That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? I felt like it.
0: Socks in the basement. <laughs> Heard everywhere a podcast can be found and always on socksinthebasement.com.